Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Episode 127 of How We Seize It. We're uh, covering Dune this time. This is the 2021 release that was simultaneously released on uh, HBO Max and in the theater. In Um, in the United States. I don't think they did that outside of the United States. I think that that was dedicated cinematic experience. But uh, but in the U.S., yes. Oh, okay. We had had both drop at the same time. So we got the theaters, but no one else did, but everybody else got HBO Max. No, 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 no. The other way around. Oh, okay. We got only we got HBO Max simultaneously when it was released in theaters, whereas I believe other countries got it in the theaters first, and then oh, okay. later it was available for streaming. But they, they did a dedicated, which which yeah. is what what the director had hoped for, and and was, okay. a, was a little perturbed. Well, he, he was a little <laughs> upset. I know he really wanted this to be a cinematic experience, but. Uh, yeah, kind of a little pompous, if you ask me. It's like, just oh, yeah. don't he, tell people how to watch it. He admits it. He admits he's a very, uh, you know, he's yeah. a little, well, he, he says a lot of this was inspired by when he was a teenager, when he was really full of kind of that pompous energy. And yeah. uh, that was when he first uh, ran into this uh, this book uh, and fell in love with it. So, Well, you know, it's funny, too, is I, I once again, I listened to some podcasts in, and um there was a lot of people that were, oh my, I saw this in IMAX, you know, the little, oh, and I had to see it in IMAX. And I was like, oh, whatever, I watched it on my computer. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it, it's one of those is like, I, I, I understand that it could have been a little bit more dynamic in the theaters. Like the, the visuals could have been a little bit more grandeur and stuff like that. But I thought it was fine on my home computer. I, I mean, I watched it on my TV. I didn't watch it on my computer. I did watch well, it later. Okay. So, on, on so you're, 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 you're saying it was fine. I'm going to quote that. It was fine. I, I will <laughs> challenge that, that I bet if you saw okay. it in, in a theater and it's not just the cinematic, I mean, IMAX, I didn't see it in IMAX. I saw it in theater 12 at, uh, at the Roxy, hey, Roxy. Um, the first, the first weekend I saw it, I went, I returned and saw it again in the theater, but then I did end up watching it a couple times on HBO Max. Right. I, I think on Ooh. my phone as well, but it's not just the cinematic experience. It's also the audio, the, the, uh, and, Oh yeah, no, I, I got a sound bar and all that. Uh, no, I, I don't, we'll get into it. Uh, before sure. we get there, that's, I'm, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce myself. I'm one of the main hosts on this show. Uh, my name is Noah, and with me, as always, is my main man Steve. Say hello, hi, Steve. I, I, uh, I, you can tell I'm kind of excited about talking about this one. So so I'm, I'm ready I know to get you into are. it. But I think we're getting into our drinks first, right? That's typically yes. The way we always got to do our drinks. Uh, <laughs> we got to because otherwise it you know it, it helps lubricate the the vocals so that we can get these these stories and these conversations out. <laughs> so, um, I saw yours, and uh, so I'm gonna let you talk about it first, uh, and uh, then I'll jump into mine, so go ahead. Sure, I didn't go too, uh, too um, off the beaten path with this one. I found a, a, a drink that was really uh, tied to a lot of different spices. It's actually called Spice of Life. It's uh, featured, there, there was a few recipes for this. I found one on, on Knob uh, Creek. Um, uh, oh. website that featured so I, I went up and actually picked up some Knob Creek rye which is what was recommended so this is 
a Knob Creek rye. It's two and a half parts with half part white peach nectar juice. I use some of that Kern's peach nectar, which is, which oh, is always, okay. always uh, delicious. I like that. I like the word nectar too. That seemed like it fit with this movie. <laughs> nectar. It's, it's pinky know. out. It's pinky out. <laughs> um, you, you throw in some uh, fresh mint leaves, which I had left over from my drink from last last week. So oh, I was I was set you. there. You muddle that, shake it in a shaker and strain it into a glass and you add some ginger beer on top uh which which kind of gives it a little bit more so lots of spices added i added some additional uh star anise to spice because i thought that looked kind of like the little worm floating in there and oh, okay then, and then i attempted to um freeze a couple uh ice cubes of blue uh, carousel i wanted to i wanted to have a couple of floating eyeballs uh, because <laughs> which I, it sounded kind of creepy but but and I, I looked it up and it said yeah you could freeze it but I didn't I I obviously didn't have it in there long enough to freeze it so I oh, ended up it. just uh, dropping it and I so in my description I called it uh, uh, garnish with star anise spice and teardrops of blue carousel and it looks like the oh, so it kind of looks like it's nice. got a little blue blue teardrops streaming down the edges where the eyeballs should be so you can check that out on uh, when you've posted on facebook or instagram the picture you can see my yeah. little blue teardrops kind of coming down <laughs> I, i've been getting i've been getting them out on uh on facebook uh, i i've been kind of lax on uh instagram i got to get those out there it, it's all on me my, my own laziness but no I, we'll get them out there that sounds good i, I like it i let i i, I thought about spice that yet. yeah oh okay yeah. Love it, pinky yeah. out. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, that's just not bad. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> habitual. Uh, habitually look like a like a pompous, a pompous elite uh, alcoholic. You know? uh, that's the only way to be a. You got to be pompous uh, alcoholic. Um, no, uh, that's awesome. I I I went down kind of the same road. I was looking at spices and things like that. I was thinking about a spiced uh, rum because sure. that's that's kind of you know. Uh, and then as I was thinking about it, I'm like, what really stands out in this movie to me? Um, and what what stood out to me most was the blue eyes, right? That's that's something that's very uh, dynamic in in the filming of this is is those bright blue eyes, and it and they and you know it's just it's a it's a part of this movie. If you know this movie and someone talks about blue eyes, or you don't, you know, you, you hear blue eyes and you think this movie kind of thing. Same with the sandworm, you know, you you hear sandworm and you think <laughs> Dune. So I, I found a drink called Blue Eyes. And uh, so I went with that. Uh, this is this is kind of I had to I had to change it a little bit because as I was mixing it, it went from um, blue to a purplish, and I'll, I'll talk yeah. about that in a second. <laughs> but uh, uh, so I, I made a change to it, and then as you were talking, it made me think even more. Uh, it, it adds a little bit to it. So this is uh, the blue eyes of Dune is what I'm going to call this one. All right. Uh, you start off with I went with two ounces of Tahoe blue vodka right yeah, when bought okay. that special today uh uh and it, it even on the bottle and and i left a little it's got a little one of those uh, paper tags that goes around the neck and it says it, it's about the water right so i figured that that just jumps oh, right back in there you go <laughs> yeah so I've, i'm tying it all in right uh one ounce of blue uh carousel and then uh this called for uh one part uh sweet and sour mix which i had i got a great sweet and sour mix that i really love and then one part uh it just said energy drink and i found this it's a uh, rock star zero calorie zero grams kind of thing uh so i could stay keto with it and it's a blue can and i was like oh okay i like that but when you open it it's red and i'm like motherfuckers <laughs> so i tried pouring it in there anyways and it it turned my nice blue drink into a purple drink wait are you saying that blue and red make purple 
I, I am saying that 100%. I learned that in first grade. So well done. My, my primary colors. And I was just like, man. Uh, so I was like, okay, I, I had mixed, I had put, um, the, the vodka carousel and uh, sweet and sour mix in a, in a shaker and, and shook that up and poured it. And I had, I double it up. I always double them up. So I dumped that one out into another glass and I poured I poured the other one in there and I was like, okay, what do I have that I can make this still blue, still fit in? I opened the fridge and lo and behold, I have a ginger beer. <laughs> and I know it's clear, clear-ish, so I poured that in and it got my great blue look and then I started thinking about it. You, you hit it on the... This is adding that spice, and this makes is, this yep. the Dune, the Blue Eyes of Dune. And I was like, ah, oh, perfect. I, I love it. So, um, and I hadn't even thought of that until you started talking. So, I, I got to give you partial credit on that one. Uh, I like the taste of it. Um, I, I had to taste it earlier just because my wife wanted to taste it, and I, I you know, uh, I wanted to taste it with her. Um, it's a little, a little syrupy in a way. It's got a, a little bit of a, a kind of a, uh, the the cough syrupy taste to it a little that you get sometimes with the blue carousel um, and the sweet and sour mix just kind of mix together and give it a, a sweet thickness to it but it's it's not bad I think I like it with the ginger better than I do with the the energy drink now it may be Good. that it w yeah. worked better with a different energy drink it may just be the one that I did so but. It's not one that I would ever dump out and not drink. It, they're both tasty, so uh, I, I'll, I'll say that they're the 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 blue eyes of Dune is a good drink. Very good, very good. Uh, you were talking about blue eyes, and I was just just hearing this on on a on a little behind the scenes thing I was watching uh, a couple hours ago, where they talked about the cinematography and um, the the director and cinematographer chose to really try to avoid the blue sky. It's something you don't notice much in the in the oh. cinematography. They tried to kind of wash it out as well as as the sand. So normally when you're in these desert environments, it's really this dramatic uh, difference between the dune um, uh, horizon, or, you know, the sand horizon, and the and then the and the blue sky behind it. And that's something that they tried to avoid. And I wonder if that was in order to make that blue from those eyes uh just you know pop much more. more yeah pop more so 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 here's a question uh did you ever read the book i did about 30 years ago so okay. yeah when i was in about about 20 years old um i i read it the, just the first one i read the whole thing um and i had already seen the uh 1984 the older uh, the older movie, movie yeah. the david lynch uh, movie. I was a big David Lynch fan, and I, I think this was around the time that I got addicted to uh, Twin Peaks, which also had Kyle MacLachlan. <laughs> both both uh, David Lynch and Kyle MacLachlan were involved in, in both series, and so I probably returned to uh, Dune just to see a little bit more what it was about from the from the book. Um, that was, it was a okay. movie in 1984 that I was so excited for because you know I I had just come off the the six year high from 1977 to 1983 of the the original Star Wars trilogy. Star Wars. And so I was I wanted my sci-fi um, epic adventure on again. Oh, for sure. And so uh, I had a lot of high hopes for it. And I think I try. I, I remember I even had the picture book of Dune. Uh, beforehand, <laughs> you know, this was that hardcover um, eight by ten book that you could uh, open up and just see the story of the movie in pictures, and you know, and and they have little dialogue or little uh, captions about the about the story. Um, but I was so excited, and and 
it, it, I remember being a little not sure what to make of it. It was a, it was it was really. <laughs> Um, it was it was inventive, interesting, but hard to hard to really follow, and didn't quite have that cinematic uh, escapism that I had, I was used to with with uh, with Star Wars. Right. <laughs> so I, I get you. Um, I had never read the book. I owned it more than once, um, just because I remember it being talked about as being this magical book and you know the very iconic sandworm on the cover kind of thing and you know different adaptations of the book and that Uh, I can't remember if I actually saw the movie that the earlier movie or not I think I've seen parts of it sure but I don't I don't it doesn't stick in my brain so if I saw it I really didn't care um and that and so that it just doesn't stick and then so uh I in my, my listening to things, I decided, uh, well, yesterday, about halfway through the day, I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab the audio book. And I was going to do this earlier in the week, and uh, when I read the audio book description, someone said, oh, this is a narrative book. It's not the, it's not the unabridged, and it kind of turned me off. And then when I read more about it, it's, it's kind of both. They have multiple narrators, but the, it is uh, unabridged copy. So I was like, okay, so I, I got into that. It's like a 21 hour book, which yeah. no problem. I, I'm not so worried about it. I just didn't have 21 hours. And I figure, well, it's only supposed to be the first half of the book. So maybe I'll get most of it. And, and then, so I got about six hours in over the last two days. So impressive. Um, I did actually, uh, when the movie came out back in, uh, uh, November, right? I'm not sure when it was released. Is that November or December? Mm-hmm. It was December. Um, I think it was I, November. Uh, I got I got the book on my Kindle. Uh, Cindy one was interested in reading it, uh, so we just we shared it, and um, neither of us got through it again. It was uh, <laughs> she's she usually reads books really quick, but I think th- this is one that th- it's really an investment, and there's there's a lot it of r- rich rich. Um, cultural i mean every everything seems to be world building in this and lots of really political dialogue going going yeah. on and and so it's almost nice to have an understanding of the story before going into this uh and really capturing so, yeah trying to collect, uh, grasp the what's what's going on in the book yeah. so I, that's that was my biggest thing is is like um and i'll say it right now um i was not into this movie pretty much at all uh, there was parts that i liked and parts that i i thought were really cool but it did not hold my attention it did not make me crave to know more about it it did not it did not make me want to go read the book um it seemed like it just it had big missing sections like there like i didn't understand the motivation of anybody for the most part i mean maybe the mother had the most motivation in 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 the movie for me like that you know it seemed like she but the rest of them kind of fell flat uh in in my opinion um and listening to people they they were losing their shit like oh my god this is the best movie ever and i'm like oh my god you don't know what a good movie is because i i mean even the big action scenes like uh you know we've we got the big uh, betrayal and the the attack on the 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 planet um it, it's yeah it's very vast and it's it's kind of a, a a big backstab and it's supposed to feel like very dramatic and it's kind of okay you got big explosions don't really understand what's going on okay those guys are all dead all right these guys are running at those guys okay uh, it just there was nothing in it that made me go oh my god this is so consuming i 
you know. So, so I'm, I'm more on the side of the people that really were taken by this movie. It was something that was mm-hmm. very, uh, I thought it was a very well-made movie. Uh, and it, it was interesting to see some of the challenges and how they were, uh, challenges that the director was faced with and how he chose to kind of navigate them. Um, and so so this will be an interesting conversation because I, I'm not going to, I don't want this to be a back and forth by, that was great. Oh, no, that sucked. No, that was great. I, <laughs> I, I, I want to get into some of the stuff and why to me it was such a, oh, for a, sure. a great cinematic experience and, and just so much detail go, going into it. But I know that trying to navigate what sort of story you can tell in, you know, a five hour movie, which, which it's important to note, this is part one of, of, the, correct, first, correct. of the first book. I know he's, he's hoping to actually make a third movie ba- with the third one's based off uh, the second book, Dune Messiah. Cause that kind of completes right. the, the story arc of Paul um, Atreides. But, uh, but, it, but I, I know that they, you know, it, it was hard watching the first time because you didn't know if that second movie was going to be made or not. It didn't get greenlit. See, so. I, I wonder how much of that is, is real. Like, did they, did he really release this and not know until a week later? Because I mean, right on HBO, I mean, immediately on HBO, they had part one, but not in the theater apparently. So if, if I, um, if I'm understanding people talk, people said that in the theater, when they saw it, yeah. when it came up, it didn't say part one, but on HBO, it did. Like well, if they said, added it. I think it said part one in both, but when I saw it in the theater, Some, I thought I remember. Someone it, said it didn't. And I, 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 I don't, don't know. I think I don't, I mean, you watch this movie. If you don't know it's part one, you're left at the end going, uh, and <laughs> cause it's yeah, not, no. you know, this isn't a three act movie. It's a, it's a, it's a one and a half act. I mean, it does, it, it does kind of have, its, <laughs> it, it doesn't work like Lord of the Rings or like, uh, or Correct. like Star Wars that, that where they put three act structures instead, this one does kind of leave you hanging. And, and, yeah. um, so. Well, and that's, that was, that was some of the criticisms that I did hear. And I agree with a hundred percent that, um, this should have been three films to cover the first book, right? That, they should have ended this movie with the the attack, the the betrayal, and the attack on the, the the city, and and not went through the whole. Oh, they're in the desert now. They're with the the um, uh, Freeman. Oh, what, no, I, what are they called? Freeman. Freeman, yeah. Um, so they they should have they should have ended it before they went through that because that was kind of like this is where it was a half story. Right. It it didn't get a full, you know, left that suspense like, oh, shit, what's going to happen to them? You know, I, I would have that would have been much better. Then they would have had a few more. You know, they would have had more time to go back into the beginning, because uh, one of the things I noticed, and this is where uh, listening to the, the audio book really solidified my mind that this story wasn't good in in the movie is they left out so much of the intrigue between the two houses, the Harkonnen and um, uh, Atreides. Atreides. Is that, is that, yeah. yeah. Well, what the, now? The, okay. But, you you know, the... the I, I want to go back, because this has been made twice before and, and actually <laughs> uh, had I, even a, a couple other attempts to be made. I know that there's a right. famous documentary uh, that was put out... Uh, about 20 years ago about someone who tried to tried to make a 
an epic film and did so much pre-production, but it never came, uh, was was completed. But but David Lynch, his you know, he originally wanted to make a three-hour movie, and the production studio you know made him squeeze it down to just over two hours, and and it basically you know uh, you know chopped the head off of it. It was it just kind of uh, made it so it was it it had no uh, you, you didn't get a sense of of anything. Whereas in 2000, there was a sci-fi, uh, a sci-fi uh, miniseries, a three-part miniseries, but that was just kind of the opposite. It was extremely loyal to the book. It was, and so it, and, and I know we've talked about this on this podcast before, cause we, we, I, we've talked about the shining, um, mm-hmm. and probably some other, uh, adaptations or I, I know we, I know all the of course, all the Marvels are adapted adapted from a comic book, but uh, comics, yeah. But more from from books. There's 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 a big difference in 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 how a, a book is told, how a story is is written, and how to translate that. And I've I've often talked about the Harry Potter series, and my favorite is the third one, Prisoners of Azkaban. Yes, because and and based on those first three, if you look at the first two movies in Harry Potter, they're much more close to the to the book, whereas that third yeah. one really kind of does its own thing but to me that was the most engaging most cinematic one that i was just so much more drawn into this the cinema but, and and in, that's in, in, that's where i think the challenges are with this yeah but in those cases too the books got better when you hit three and four like three is one of my favorite books so of course the show the movie based on the book is going to be a little bit better than the first and second uh, too f- fair although the, i don't think i was focused on that to me it was more the the energy the the uh, yeah. the cinematic style the uh, the way that things were trimmed you know how they how they yeah change scenes and rather than having this back and forth dialogue you know you just have a couple words and stuff like that one of the things that that uh denis villeneuve the villeneuve the uh, canadian french director um didn't want to do in this one uh was use any voiceover you know he he wanted to avoid that which is really hard when you're basing it off of of a book that describes things and stuff and it creates a challenge, and it means that he has to tell the story through other means. Certainly, you have dialogue, but that's where so and much. That's where more I think is... it fails. Oh my! I think the... Okay. I I think oh. it fails a lot because this is this is where I <laughs> that's think a it harsh fails. Word. In... I'm a little uh, I, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> no, well, I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so people that know the book and know the story, and are getting this 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 is a Cliff Notes movie, essentially. You're getting some of the bigger parts, but you're losing some of the reasons why. And it's because he didn't like some voiceovers would have been huge in this. I think here and here, hear me out on this one is it's more like and and um for for getting new fans of Dune, right, right. Someone that's read the book and watched all the other shows and seriously loves all the the book and the the other books and stuff is gonna like this movie because. They're gonna know all the in betweens. They're gonna they're gonna be able to read between the lines of what what the director left out. But me going into this without any indication of what the story had to it, got got cliff notes that maybe missed a page or two. I, like there's I, just can can I just throw this out that it could I I think you what you just said could be said from the other from the other side. Whereas people who are so familiar with the material are going to be frustrated like crazy watching this because it leaves <laughs> out all this stuff and they're going to demand all that stuff be made and which and hence you get the miniseries that really follows the book. 
whereas someone who's not familiar with it is only seeing the movie, and so they're much more captured by the story that is being told. And it's certainly it's up to the director to buy to try to tell that story through other. Uh, mechanisms. I, I don't think you can include a, you know, an 800 some odd page book and, and make it into a, a five hour movie at the kind of detail that I think has gotten you uh, frustrated or, you know, that well, I think it's what it the parts of the story were like they didn't like. So uh, in this one, you know, we we get the story like all of a sudden they're going to this new land they have to give up their their old world and take over for this other family you know we get the fact that they're they're powerful families in the, but we don't understand the dynamic between them because they don't go into it then they get to the they get to the new world arrakis or dune uh, and you know they take over the town and and you know they set up and then the next thing you know they're being bombed this in the movie it seems like this shit all happened within a week right there's no there's no feeling of longevity right and in in the book he's there there it takes longer and there's a lot more intrigue and then and there's a lot more back and forth between the 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 houses right where the the harkins you know we get we get less actually we get less in the book and from what i know i i am i'm right at the point to where they're going to get attacked here soon um in the book and it's it's but you get a lot of the the intrigue of where the um the main the the father the duke duke leto uh he knows that the other family is going to try and sabotage him and there's a lot of stuff about that and and looking out for that and and being being careful and knowing the intrigue and how how he's playing it politically and stuff like that so in the movie it seems like oh no they just came in and they're trying to be good guys and and run this this new business and this other guy just comes in and fucks him up where you don't realize that He's also going back and doing a bunch of shit to make the other guys look bad and doing all the, there's a lot of intrigue in the book where it's both sides playing each other and playing that chess match where this side, it's more of like, no, he's just trying to mind his business and go in and the guy, the guy comes in and bullies him. And that's where I think it failed is it didn't, it didn't make me care enough about, you know, the, the battles between the houses and stuff like that. And, uh, it, it just, you know, they spent... I guess I guess what it is really when I look back at it, the movie itself is uh, it changes its lens where uh, the the book is a, a backed up lens where it's looking at the entire story, where the movie it kind of takes that lens and it zeroes it in on on um, Paul, right on 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 um, the main the son essentially and it's it's his travel through this so it's kind of like you lose a lot of the the other stuff that's going on where you know it, it seems to me that you need a little bit of that story to care a little bit because i personally in the in the movie i didn't care about paul at all he seemed like a kind of spoiled kid you know just that that typical prince who gets everything and really never had to do anything for it you know he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't intrigue me at all in this in this this movie you know he's got this this secret power and you know and a lot of people went out there and were like oh you know so much was stolen from dune by star wars and so much was stolen from dune by these other movies and stuff like that because you got the the secret order of women and and they've got this jedi mind trick force thing you know with the voice and all this and i was kind of like you know there's there's other stories before dune that had a lot of this same kind of stuff 
True, I don't but know you're if they stole it the, directly. But you're talking about the book now, right? Because I, I thought you were you were praising the book, I, but now you're. No, no, I think no. I'm I'm just saying on on, on a, that's a whole separate note. But okay. I mean, I, I I was just saying to me the the movie lacked an intriguing enough story to to capture my attention to be like, oh my god, this is a great movie. This is a great story. It's kind of like kind of played out it's just it, um, it's not exciting there's there was talk of some people would have preferred to see this as like maybe a, a netflix series or, or something like that which mm. which i uh, agree certainly you can go into those details you're not going to have the, the cinematic experience that uh, that i think the uh, the director was really hoping to to provide um so i i think that would have been a, a different a different experience and it certainly was something they tried to explore in, in 2000 with the series there i never saw that or I, I think i saw a little little tease of it um but uh you certainly would have gotten more details in something like that um i think this is a movie that needed that i, I really there's, do there's talk one of the political uh, angles that is is really fascinating in the book and they they tease a little bit in this with especially with that very um Infamous scene of the putting of when when the Bene Gesserit uh, um, w woman, who is it? The uh, oh, the, the the mother, Reverend puts Mother, his hand, yeah, puts his the, hand in the box. Yeah, the truth sayer, um, and how these these truth sayers, these Bene Gesserit uh, women, are really kind of the 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 political um, pullers of string behind the scenes, and uh, that's something that if you're interested in a series that they're hoping to turn oh, I heard. turn the sisterhood i think dune sisterhood it's based off of a of a book that frank herbert's son uh wrote uh called i think sisterhood of of <laughs> sisterhood of dune of dune yeah maybe something like that um but um that kind of follows this in a series format and sees more of that political manipulation uh, behind the scenes stuff, which could be so, interesting. So this is what I got out of that. Like, and, and, and it's funny that you said this um, in the mo in the movie, I didn't feel that they were political at all. I, I, I felt, no, know? no, I didn't. Okay. Because she was the because, one that was kind of playing both sides, where she went and spoke with uh, the the Harkonnen um, with uh, Vladimir, um, what's his name, the the Baron the, Vladimir the, Harkonnen. The Baron. Um, and uh, so I, yeah, I don't really remember. I'm, the only thing I really remember her from is the whole pain box scene where she tests the kid, and and there's not a lot I don't remember after that with her. Well, well she goes in, in with the the Mentat and and uh, and the Baron and basically says the emperor uh, is greenlit you to go in and invade this this place but you and she says just you know you need to keep paul and paul and and his mother uh must, must oh, not be they must survive they must survive your attack you know and he plays it which clever I, I mean maybe maybe I, I maybe i was so bored i missed that um but in the book one of the things that i i got i got the politics out of it that because when she was questioning him in the beginning she was talking about something and she asked him, what do you think the, the Benny Jesuit, I think is the right name for it. What do you think they're about? And he calls, he calls her out. Oh, they're, they're about the politics. And she goes, Oh, you are a true seer or whatever, because you, you pulled that out. You understand that. And I was like, Oh, okay. I get it now. I did not get that during the movie. I didn't, I saw them as yes, background players, but I mean, even the mother in, in the, in the movie, didn't 
didn't really seem like she was more than just a protector and a mother of the son. She didn't seem like she was the political uh, backbone of the Creedy's family. And, and in I, the I, book, you get a lot of that. Yeah, I do think that they focused a lot more in the movie on the relationship between Paul and mother and kind of that nurturing uh, and, you know, her protective instinct. And uh, and so, so I'll, I'll well, give you that. In the in the movie, there's there's no real tie between the dad and the mom, right? The the Duke and the mother, uh, like you don't feel any like it's kind of like okay, he's kind of ignores her because he's got his business to to deal with, and kind of like a, a an absentee dad a little bit. Where in the book, you know, you get this this partnership between them where she's actually a concubine, right? right. She yeah. she was bought for him, <laughs> and uh, but. They talk about it in the in the book that they have this true love, and and they and they both at different times talk about it when the other person isn't there, and you like oh fuck they really care for each other, but he won't marry her and she won't marry him because of the political powers that it brings with the the potential from other houses to potentially marry him as he's still unwed, and I was like oh fuck I get it. Well, so so you know the, the, I'm I'm. I'm thrilled that you're excited by all this stuff, but but how do you how do you get all these details into a cinematic movie? I mean, there has to be choices. So, do you? Th so here's how you do it. Do you think it's better to to make it a series that just extends and try to get all these no. details in? Or no, here here's how you do it. You 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 cut that 45 minutes off the end of this one where they crash land in the the desert and then they have that whole walk through the desert, get involved with the, the Afredi or the, um, Fremen. the Freeman. Not Freeman. Fremen, Fremen yeah. Fremen. I, that's Free, one thing I... Yeah. Oh, guy. my God. <laughs> yeah, no, the names in this fuck me up bad. Like, I would never <laughs> I would never pass a test. They're like, who's this guy? I'm like, uh, do I have to say their name correctly? And if I have to spell it, I'm right the fuck out. But anyways, uh, if they cut that section off, right? This is, a, what was it, two, uh, two and a half hours... Right, that gives them about 45 minutes. Add story back in the beginning that really texts and 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 get into the, these the intrigue and the in the the politics and the mother father relationship and the father son relationship and some of those some of those things and go for there. Uh, one of the other things that uh, in the books is um, the doctor, the one who who uh, Huey. Uh, I believe it is is his last name. He's the one that sabotages them, and 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 he's the, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on with him where it's like fuck, we're in his brain. He's talking about it, how bad he feels, and stuff like this. But he also has to do it. Like you don't really feel that in this. Um, there's also oh, um, do you remember uh, is it, Quantum Leap? Yes. Uh, who was the who was the guy that was leaping around with uh, with the main character uh, Harry? Oh. Yeah, his buddy. Yeah, <laughs> he he played that character in the, in the nineteen eighty four. Oh, okay, and I, and I, <laughs> I vividly funny. remember him, um, and, and I remember I remember the, the the visuals of of Duke Leto when when he's supposed because he's supposed you know he's remembering what uh, Huey said to him about the tooth. Don't forget. Oh the right. Tooth. And it's like the tooth. I can still see that, even though this is a movie I saw, you know, thirty-five years ago. But uh... so that's funny. <laughs> I, I I literally just listened to that a couple hours ago. The whole thing, and and he's talking to, him, and it's that scene where he's he's telling him. He goes, "You're gonna be passed out, and I'm gonna put this tooth in. But when you wake up, you will remember the 
tooth you're going to remember and i was like oh it's, it's really cool and I, I you know so um one of the other things that really uh kind of bugged me now that i'm getting further into this book and and comparing it to the movie and i, I maybe that's where i have some issues is the movie to me was boring but the book i can see where if you know all this it might be better i'd have to watch it again after but the doctor character um not not uh Huey but uh the doctor uh Light Keens the one that takes him out into the desert the one that uh is the the Freeman kind of uh go between she's the one that comes up in in the in the movie she's it's it's a female they they uh gender swap from the book which is fine it doesn't really pay pay doesn't matter essentially but she's the one that comes up and talks to him about their their uh suits you're talking about the judge of the change <clears throat> Dr uh, Kynes I think so. Apparently, that's two different people uh, uh, in the book. I, okay. I, I'm I'm not I'm not 100. But the doctor. So uh, in the book, big big description or uh, discrepancy in the, from the movie, like very much against the the uh, the Duke and his people. Like like literally like yeah, fuck these guys. I'm gonna backstab them when I get a chance, kind of thing in the in the beginning. And you don't get that at all in this. It's like kind of like, oh no, hey, I'm a good friend, uh, you, you know. And it just now that I, I and and like I said, comparing it from the book to the movie, and and I understand your your argument about how do you get all this in there. I think this plays better if you do get that in there instead of, you know, we've got the big the big battle where they're just blowing up shit left and right, and you got people charging. And do you think it I, needs to be introduced with? Dialogue or voiceover? Are you uh, you think voiceover? I, I'm, I I think voiceover might help. I think um, even even if it's just like this is one of those ones where you know maybe it's it's part voiceover or or what speaking of voiceover, much... but one of the things that uh, the director kind of tasked with the sound design and Hans Zimmer who did the music was for <laughs> that to become the voiceover. You know, they weren't going to use words. Instead, the music, they were, yeah. They were really going to use music and sound design to try to convey moods and stories that they couldn't, you know, the, to make, to the, really... Um, the, the throat singing of the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they reached out to, uh, what was it, the, the one who did uh, Game of Thrones, d developed a lot of the languages in Game of Thrones to develop right. a, a new language and some written language. The sign language is all newly developed. Um, the fighting style, you know, they, they got they got a choreography choreographer that developed different fighting styles for the the Atreides, uh, which was more of a Filipino um, Escrima style. Uh, okay. The, the, the Sardaukar, the which is more of a Viking uh, samurai, and they said the Harkonnens Hark Hark were. They just said beastly and sadistic, but and and I think it's uh, what is it, the, uh, Gurney that says they are brutal. You know. Um, yeah. So so that they're trying to get across that 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 more brutal style, sadistic style there. So I, when it comes to trying to tell a story, they weren't just depending on, I mean, voiceover, yeah, you can tell a lot in voiceover because you can get into someone's mind. But is yeah. that, is that? I think um, this needed that. I think okay. this needed that. I, I appreciate how much they got across without relying on that. And by relying on on um, the, 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 the minimal dialogue, the 
I, I think there were a few too many visions towards the second half of the movie. I got a little tired oh my God. of the visions, but I loved some of those early visions, especially when they're going to the, uh, when, when the, the, the spice harvester is, is, is stranded and about to be taken up by a worm. And, and what is it? Paul goes out and is first exposed to the spice. Well, what, there was, there was a line. It was, it was the line that uh, when Gurney is, is first, First uh, comes up when when Paul is practicing a swordsmanship and says, you know, never let some never never stand with your back to the door or something like that. And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hear I could hear your footsteps. Um, and he uses the same line during his vision when he's just like completely oblivious to the fact that that the worm's about to take him and it's Gurney that has to come up behind him and grab and he and he says, I could hear your footsteps. It's like tied to the vision and then it and then then he shows <laughs> up and grabs it. And so so I'm just impressed with with the minimal uh, dialogue and how much they were able to convey with a lot of that. I think there's a lot of, of power in that ability. And so I, I see your point that you can convey a lot more and there's so much rich political um, intrigue in the book that that's just, you know, missing. Like, yeah, it's missing. Um, but, uh, but, and that's, and that's why I think it, it fails is like there, it has no gravitas to me. I, there's no reason to care for these people. I still, I still think that the fact that you're choosing a different medium. I mean, the book exists. You can go read the book and you can experience that. But to experience the book in a film, so here, you know, here's that my seems thing a perversion though. of it. You need to, you need to figure out how to tell, how to tell that story. And you know, right. one of the things the director talked about was that he wanted to convey that experience he had when he was a 13, 14 year old boy, first exposed to this material. And you know, he was a cocky kid, and and he he had that <laughs> arrogance, and you know, he felt like Paul. Um, you know, you, you the things you talk about that pissed you off. He 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 admits to be to having a lot of that and wanting to convey some of that stuff. And so um, no, I get that. I okay. get I get that. But here's here's my problem. I saw the movie before I even thought of reading the book or listening to the book. Yeah. And I was a cocky teenager. I, I, I but I didn't feel any of that from the movie. I, I and you know me, I love big explosions, I love action scenes. I was kind of bored with them yeah. because they had no he, meat to them. Well, he's so there privileged, was and I know privilege, uh, you know, <laughs> that it, uh, you know, that sort of stuff when it's just kind of handed to you with a silver spoon in your mouth and you don't know how to take advantage of it and you're just morose and, and arrogant, uh, it pisses off that father figure in us going, come on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that, and and then there was supposed, and and this was supposed to be part of it. If you think about the book, is there's supposed to be this huge caring, uh, like a good father figure, right? He he cared deeply for his son and things like that. And you get a little bit of it, right? We got uh, I, um, Oscar Isaac, who credible actor. I don't know if you've been following uh, the new Disney release, Moon Knight. Guy is killing it. No, but wise. you know, I was first introduced to him in the, in a Coen Brothers movie, Inside Lewin Davis, which is he his performance in that and he does it's a folk singing movie you know and it is it is such a good movie and his performance is just it just carries that film so well so yeah. i know what he's capable of and, and he's he's also been in uh, x-men apocalypse and star wars yeah yeah you know so he's, he's so, done a, he's done yeah. a lot of he's incredible actor i think he's underplayed in this where like i think he, oh but that beard come on 
<laughs> That's so funny. A lot of people brought up the beard and stuff, which the one missing beard is when uh, uh, Jason Momoa shows up without a beard. They're like, what the hell? Well, I was, What'd I you was, do to him? I was joking to, to Cindy. He, he, you know, he, it's one of the, f- I don't think, I can't think of another movie where you see someone's beard grow smaller you know i mean it's like he has three stages the first one is like full bush and the second one it's like it's like you know you know just a, a you know a, a miami vice style and then <laughs> are you laughing so you know what happened? <laughs> no no what i was saying is he went from the the 60s 70s right full bush gets into the 80s and 90s and it's kind of trimmed you know like down close and then it gets a little bit you know then it gets back into the 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 2000s where everybody's kind of free again getting that hippie vibe and it's kind of halfway between them where it's a little grown out <laughs> well he was clean shaven um, at the end though yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, nowadays that's the thing. It's it's clean right. shaven. It's, yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, uh, but I mean, it's all fair because it just means that he shaved in between. And maybe they were using that as a way of conveying time. Although it would have, if they wanted to convey time, they could have done it the other way around. Well, he was he was shaved. out in the yeah, <laughs> right. Well, he was out. He was out with the the Freeman, uh, the Furman, Freeman, 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 Freeman. There you got it. It's like it's like Freeman with an accent. It's the Freeman, <laughs> <laughs> or, or yeah, a speech impediment. Like Fred, uh, uh, just think Fred. <laughs> the Fredman, the Fredman. Um, nice, I like that. I want to see their their arch rivals, the the Barneyman, <laughs> right? Um, so, anyways, it, it's he was out in the field, kind of getting to know them. So that's when he came back. He was, you know, he hadn't shaved because they don't, they don't shave. They, you know, they they've got the bare necessities, and so it was like him getting back to a hot shower and and uh, you know a, a razor and stuff. So I get it. I also this is uh, um, he. <laughs> Duncan Idaho, okay, goofiest name. I, I mean, it, it's funny, but it, it's. I mean, so one of the things I found from people that were really loved this in and had read the books, uh, Duncan Idaho, who became a uh, Boba Fett like uh, character, where very small part in the book, not deep into it, but he became that. Oh my God, he's the baddest motherfucker ever. And he's, it was like he's apparently the only one that showed up in all six of Frank Herbert's books. Um, oh, okay. even though, you know, he, he was like resurrected, you know, they have some, you know, and so that, so and in fact, that makes people think that, that there's a possibility he might show up in another movie, you know, just, 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 just not... want to go out. <laughs> That's a spoiler warning for anybody who uh, hasn't read the books and might want to read the books. Oh, come on. Yeah, we just... <laughs> <laughs> I just suck it with you. Uh, but no, it was funny because people, uh, and someone called him out as the Boba Fett where yeah. you get just this little part of him and everybody just all of a sudden just amps him up to the, the nth degree. And like, and so uh, I did not feel that way for him in the movie. And and I know Jason Momoa is supposed to be like, oh my God, he's so cool. You know, he, he the stuff he's done. And I loved him in like, Aquaman, I thought he was great. You know, some people like it, some people don't. I thought it was incredible. Uh, Game of Thrones, he's he's incredible in that. Uh, right. So I was all about it, but then I was also kind of like, it just didn't draw me in either. His his fighting and his kind of like, oh, I'm the badass. I I had some issues with the the technology too. It just kind of sword fighting with something that stops the fast blade but doesn't stop the slow blade and I'm like well, I, I thought it? it was an interesting exploration of what it would you know if you get come up with some sort of armor that slows down a highly propelled object like a bullet it, yeah. it makes 
you know, and that's why they have to rely on these hunter seekers that actually can self-propel. Like once they reach something yeah. that that prevents them from going further. And and I don't know, I don't remember if, how much of this technology was in the in the book. I know that no, it, it, that was actually pretty legit from the okay. book, and which I did in, I did enjoy, and and it had an it had in the movie an I an idea that made me con concentrate on it. Like I was really trying to like figure it out. And so, like you said, yeah, it stops that that fast blade or bullet, but doesn't stop. Okay. So just wear some fucking like Kevlar underneath it. That stops the slow blade. <laughs> then you're set. I mean, like you guys are in the future. This is like what, uh, it's supposed to be like 80,000 years in our future, you know, where the, apparently they survived the, the AI, uh, overthrow the, the Terminator, you know, uh, that's why they don't have machines. They have people that are, are machines now. And, and use the spice so that they can compute uh, the oh god they have. Well, uh, I mean, I know that in uh, in Paul's flashback or when his one of his visions, he sees himself. He is in this kind of this full armor, Kevlar armor. I don't know what. I mean, it's some yeah. sort of 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 uh, looks more like Knights of the Round Table armor. In fact, it's one of the few CGI shots that I didn't care for in the movie. It looked fake because I and which I know that they did a lot of practical in this and they went out to locations for most of the backdrops there were very few green screens and stuff that was a little unfortunate but but um uh you know all the incidences are you know like when they, when they attack at night you know maybe they they just they have to respond and they're getting out of their beds maybe they don't have time yeah to no i mean it 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 has its points and i get it. yeah i mean that that attack was just re, you know annihilation they're they're just bombing the shit out of that place it's kind and of i was interesting. like i was thinking of that now right now we got the 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 ukraine russian war going on and oh, which, is, which and 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 then and then when i was watching and they called uh harkin and vladimir and i'm like oh shit <laughs> all right that's funny <laughs> okay go ahead i don't want to get into politics um well, it's right. dune politics <laughs> right right no exactly uh like they're bombing it and it made sense that you know we got they had a sabotage where their their shields were brought down and and these guys are just bomb carpet bombing the whole place but then they have this thing where the guys are are landing ships and getting out and then running at the other guys that are from the base and just kind of this brave heart run at each other and i was like why wouldn't you just stay in your ships and carpet bomb the whole fucking place? It, it it made no sense at all. Like the whole battle really was kind of stupid from a, a, a you know a planned perceptive. Like, it, why would you put people on the ground to go charge them if they're just going to be on the ground and charge you back? It's, did the, it, it did just this book made go no this? sense? Because I know they ended up having to go into the into the buildings to take people out and and maybe there was some protection and that was their goal was to get in there i don't know if the book went into this because oh no you uh, i haven't got there okay i haven't got there but it's like in the movie they're literally bombing the crap out of the whole city like there's no reason in times of war if you have aerial superiority which they did right they were coming down and they couldn't even get any of their ships off the ground their their uh ground launched uh defenses were were basically nil and void they could have just carpet bombed that whole fucking place and then just walked in but well, no they land the ships and come out and then they have the big charge well you know we got uh uh gurney uh gurney halleck uh played by josh brolin charging in like oh we're you know hand-to-hand -hand fight and it's like it just 
kind of seems stupid. I got to point out too that Josh Brolin, Brolin was in another epic Coen Brothers movie, uh, No Country for Old Men. He was also in Goonies, but uh, which, yeah, which, right, is, right. which is on your epic list, and we can go back to our podcast. Oh, probably I've got no problem with Josh Brolin. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, anyway, I mean, one of the, that was just an one aside. Of the, <laughs> one of the greatest villains of all time in the Marvel universe. I mean, he one, was Thanos. One, that's true. One of these days, though, we've got our uh, our uh, Big Lebowski podcast coming up, so we'll get the Coen Brothers oh. in there somehow. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> no, that would be a good one. So I, I I don't know if I've said this before, but that's actually one I have not seen all the way through, and, oh. and so I already know what the drink's going to be. I mean, we all know what the drinks are going to be. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we could all do white Russians and just call it good call yeah. it a day. <laughs> I, I have my own spin on a white Russian, though, so okay. uh, we'll have to see. But anyways, let's get back to it. So um, this is actually where I think it would have been good if they took that story and stopped at this this sabotage and, and, and played it out, whatever. I would have been fine with that. Then, you know, add more back into the beginning to get some of the political intrigue between them. Um, you know, show that the, the Duke was not just kind of this all right i'm gonna be the savior of this place and, and and show that he's actually got some political intelligence and knows that this other family is going to try and sabotage him and what he did to kind of make them look bad and all this um you know they kind of play a little bit of a of how the emperor is playing the two houses against each other and 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 feeding the other the the harkonnens and stuff they kind of play a little bit in that but it could have been it could have been done better um so I, I would have thought that, you know, you talked about the dream sequences. Uh, this is one where uh, some other people had some issues with it, where it's like way over the top on the dream sequences. We saw uh, Zendaya, who we uh, just covered in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, sure. um, huge, huge character in that. They were really playing off the fact that she's got uh, 700 billion followers on on social media and that everybody's going to come see a movie just because she's in it because they played the shit out of her. They put her in there every chance they could, way more than needed to for the story. But just so I mean, and even then she only got some she only has about maybe five minutes of screen time. But they played it up like, oh, she's a big star. She's she's right up there. We're going to see her. I mean, she's in she's in probably as much of the trailer as she's in the in the actual whole you know two hour and a half i i I totally agree i don't i don't uh, blame the the filmmakers for that that's probably the production steward uh studios that are that are cranking out these these uh trailers to try to get people to go to the theaters oh for sure and and so but um but she is certainly featured a lot more in in part two so so right right. maybe they're also trying to do you know use that as a hook to try to uh you know get enough people there to to (laughs) green light a part two which it is for sure and it's just one of those things is like cut back that time put that time into some better story like we don't need to see more and more and more and more of his visions like we get it um there's just so much of the story I think that was left out for some things that didn't necessarily need to be in it as much, and, and uh, I, I think that's what's hurting it. And this is this is coming off of my my initial uh, watch of the um, of the movie where I really I was kind of bored. Like this, the the second watch of this definitely did not f- pass the phone test. Like I literally was like, oh, the phone test. Damn. Well, I, I tell you, to me, this was a movie that I, was more like There Will Be Blood, where 
as I watched <laughs> it, I got more and more drawn into all the all the details, everything going on. Um, I missed the theatrical experience uh, when I when I was stuck on my on my computer. There were you know there's certain <laughs> shots that are just they 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 convey an emotional experience okay. you know, you know you're, you the there's certainly the size there's that shot when they're all coming out of the uh, of the time i don't what is it they use the spice to to fold time or something and and they, oh through this big uh travel teleporter thingamajiggies whatever yeah, out, the up spherical, in space spherical elongated objects that look yeah. more stone i don't, I don't know there it was it was it was really interesting but um but you know the computer so, or your phone hides a lot of that CG <laughs> uh, experience. That usually you go into a big theatrical experience, and that and you you like you're you're much more that's more in your face. Whereas I, this is a movie that that even at its scale on the big screen, you you don't get a sense of the computer generated effects. It it doesn't come across that way. It's almost like 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 you're there. I, so, so I, I didn't, it, it, I didn't it's think immersive that, in that, in that aspect. And I think that's, uh, I didn't, I didn't think that it was bad as far as that went. Like I felt like I was in it with, a, I could see everything, but I also didn't, I mean, granted, I mean, I don't have, and this is something I heard from some other people is that they were talking about, um, the noise, the, the music, the, the, the throat singing and the bass, you know, it reminded me, you know, we talked about there will be blood how that started the, the beginning of that movie where it had those, those very deep kind of guttural sounds. And they really got your, this, this had a lot of that in it. And, and they were talking about being in the theater and it's shaking seats. And if they weren't, if they weren't tied down correctly, weren't bolted down correctly, they, they would shake loose. And I felt that even at home and that did add to part of it. But I don't think it was enough to to really just make me feel that this movie it it, it didn't have enough to make up for the lack of story. Like I, I so, thought the visuals were incredible. I thought the sound was incredible. I thought the story was lacking. Do you, do you think adding more political intrigue and and dialogue to kind of fill in a lot of these things that interested you in the book would be a way of Add so, to that, I, I would almost think so, that would make that would draw out the boredom a little bit. So here, here's the thing, and this is this is completely opposite of what I normally am into movies for. Uh, yeah, I, I think they they take out some explosions and some fight scenes and uh, some of the like. Oh, Jason Momoa is flying this uh, dragonfly copter through while he's being chased by a laser and all this, and give me some of the backstory. Which is totally opposite what I'm usually am into popcorn movies. <laughs> uh, you know, I want uh, I want bombs and boobs in in most of my movies, and this is the one that it's like, no, nah, I need to know what's going on. I don't get it. I don't know their motivation. <laughs> so, it is. It I I know it's completely opposite of what I'm normally into, but I just feel that the 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 big explosions and the big grandeur wasn't earned. Is 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 a way to like. Like maybe maybe so I, I I enjoyed the um the scene where they went out into the desert and they found the 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 spice factory or whatever that's trucking along and you know it attracts the worm and all of a sudden although that fucking worm was way too fucking big that thing swallowed it like it was a fucking lozenge it was like yeah my throat hurts I'm gonna eat this fucking spice thing which was like you know so fucking big compared to the people it's like. 
you know, I, I didn't buy the fact that that those guys would have gotten away. You know, when it comes up, it it just it sucked up way too much of that fucking land. And I think it I think they went a little too grandeur on the the worm in this one. You know, maybe maybe it was like you know go a little smaller on the worm, make it a little. You know, maybe he has to chew on that thing a little. <laughs> I, I think it would have been better. Uh, it just it it. I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to show that how badass these worms were and how dangerous they were and 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 stuff like that. But it was one of those, it 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 lost me a little bit. I I I understand that this movie didn't resonate with you. I don't know if I agree with your criticisms and that they would be <laughs> solutions to make this movie better. I think this might just be a kind of that uh, some something about this genre or something. Because it's not Star Wars. It's not. Uh, no, no. Rings. It's 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 a uh, it's more. Um, it's there's something more artistic indie about about it. But uh, okay, let's okay. talk about that real quick. So you say it's not Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, and right. you know why it's not? Because I care about those characters because of the backstory they gave me and the intrigue they gave me in the beginning. It it gave me something to pull for. Don't I didn't you think care this about. Is the, don't you think this is the beginning though? I mean, you you can two and a half hours. You can point to. Backstory. I don't care about any of them. Yeah, but Lord of the Rings is twelve hours and. Uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa! By the by, the end of the first movie, I cared about all those goddamn characters in the in that group. Right, I I really did. I cared about all four of the hobbits, you know, Aragon, uh, you know, Legolas, and all. I mean, I cared about all Gandalf. I mean, fuck. At the end of that, I mean, who doesn't have a tear fall in their eye when Gandalf sacrifices himself with, you know, you shall not pass. That, I mean, granted, better book, three books, has an ending. You're stopping in the middle. Make this three movies. Pick your spots. Like they they could have done a better job, but it's like one of those things is make me care about these people a little bit. Like we, this is what's missing from the book. Is the uh, the Duke is he he's he's a political mind, but he also cares about the people of the land. Like he's he, we get a little bit when he goes, oh, I'm not gonna let those guys die on that that sand. You know, I'm not gonna you know, let them go to the worm. I don't care about the spice. I want to save the people. We get a little bit of that, but there's so much more in the book where he's like, he actually is like, uh, you know, more caring about the Freeman, uh, the Fredman, the Fredman, let me get that <laughs> correct. Uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, he, he cares more about making this a, a symbiotic type relationship between the people of the land and himself and what they're doing. And, and, the people, the people that are under him are more important than the spice and more important than the money. We don't really get that, you know, too much. Uh, the kid, right, Paul, you know, he's he's supposed to be this this messiah. You know, he's got these special powers. He's like a Jedi walking. You know, he's, he's, he's supposed to be the next fucking savior coming and stuff like that. He kind of is just a, a pissy ant kid, you know, in the movie where it's like, oh yeah, okay, your mom cares about you because you got these these this potential of the voice, which, uh, you know, I, he doesn't make me care about him at all. Like, and and in the book, it kind of, you kind of see like where he he sees some of the shit even his dad's doing and go, wait, that's not right. This has got to be better. Like, we got to protect these people and and got to be part of this land. And why are we doing it this way? It should be this way. You know, they make you care. Even the mom, you know, she she in in the movie, they kind of like show that like 
she's all about protecting her son um but but what is it that she's done that's kind of like been going against what is supposed to be done like she went against the mother a little bit like oh you know they don't explain that uh paul they they tell her oh you're only supposed to have girls but you you fucking you had a boy and why'd she do it she did it because of her love for for the duke and and you know and and kind of things like that so uh, to me it's like it's missing that that caring element that we get for in Star Wars, we get for Luke and we get for Leia, we get for for Han and Chewie and stuff like that. Like you're, you're emotionally tied to these people. Uh, there's no emotional tie to me in in Dune for the, for the people, and that's why I was saying is like he went a little he went a little uh, the grandeur in the 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 special effects, not necessarily, but the visuals and the indiness of it. But left out some of the story that that draws you in, and that and that's just coming from me watching it. Um, I I know my wife was bored as fuck the first time we watched it. I was like, "What'd you think after?" You know, I was like, "I like I liked it. I wasn't like, oh my god, that's horrible. I will never watch it again." And I was like, "What do you think?" She goes, "Huh? What? Oh, is it over?" Literally, I was like, like she lo- she checked out like halfway through it. She was still sitting there, but literally was in her own mind thinking about everything else but the movie. And it was because there was nothing to draw, draw people that didn't have an attachment to Dune. I think. Have you seen any of uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve's other movies? Um, I don't know if you've if you've got a list, but he did uh, most recently Blade Runner twenty forty nine, or at least previous to Dune. Um, uh, I I have uh, not the seen... Arrival. The Arrival, which okay. What about the Prisoners? Oh, Sicario. Nope. Interesting. Okay. No, I, I, I'm, I'm literally looking uh, all of, of all his stuff, and I'm like, no, I haven't seen that. Nope, haven't seen that. Arrival. Nope, don't think I've seen I mean, that. Enemy. I watched Enemy. That's a weird one. But, Enemy. Uh, uh, but he's got, uh, prisoners. He's got, a, he's got a bizarre en- ending. Prisoners. I, that is harrowing. That's about a kidnapping, uh, and I think it originally got R- it rated R for nudity. It, it, uh, it originally got uh, didn't even get a rated R rating because it was so um, disturbing. Um, yeah, no, I, I literally ha- have not seen anything he's done. <laughs> I, it's it's interesting hearing you talk about about this one because I am so opposite. In fact, looking at his all these movies, these are some of my favorite movies that I've seen in this last decade. Um, because of the, the and, and I could see how someone could get bored in a lot of these movies because they don't they don't um, they're not like popcorn they're not popcorn movies none of them are they're even Blade Runner which is sci-fi Arrival which has well, a lot of sci-fi elements yeah uh, but to me Arrival they, is the one that I deep, I would have been the closest to watch but but Arrival is is very cerebral it's very uh, it. It, it it almost kind of has that uh, effect of sixth sense. In the end, you've got to watch it again you, to kind of get a better understanding you, of it. What? Are you saying I can't do cerebral movies? I I mean I, I don't know. <laughs> no, well, I mean I don't I don't I don't. I I'm just busting your chops. I'm just fucking with you. No, I, I know that's Dune, not. I don't think Dune is necessarily cerebral. I think Arrival is more because okay. of. 
Yeah, right. and that's what that's what I mean is to me, Dune needs to be a more cerebral movie and less of a uh, big blow up action movie. And I think I think he kind of went a little more action. Than but do you think those are the only? I mean, are those the two extremes? I mean, I I think this has gone a different direction. It's more heart. It's there's there's a depth to it. There's something that gets under your skin. That that's what I think you, was missing. Draws you into the world. Um, so that's okay. what I was missing. I, I but I don't you call know, that you... cerebral. I I I think okay. that's I well you were talking talking about earlier in the book that there's so much world building. Sure. That's what I think is missing. That's what I think is missing in this I, is there's th- not a lot of world building. I think the way that the director chose to do the world building was in the set design in the attention to detail in the locations and you know he even said he wanted to shoot in these locations because he wanted the cast to be inspired by infinity i know that sounds kind of cheesy but but i mean to to actually go into these locations and and rather than but, you know be uh ewan mcgregor standing in front of a a green screen for the entirety of attack of the clones and have to pull off a performance. You know, it's hard to be inspired when, when you're just stuck in that. Sort I, get, of I, get, I get that. So what I, what I, what I atone that to is to me is he's teaching them sign language, right? He's saying, this is, this is the, the way we're going to talk to people, but you're talking to people that don't understand that sign language. So they're doing these movements and they're doing these things, but you don't know what it means. You know what I mean? It's yes. Like, yes. So you're because you're you listening to a story because you don't have any context. But how do you? Yes. But but I will say that the people that learn a language the most are the ones that are thrown into a foreign country and have no clue and nobody speaks their language. They're going to just have to absorb it, and that's what this movie to me. I feel like this is a movie that tells its story by absorption. That sounds silly, but I mean by no, no. You're right. You're you're right. You are absorbed by all the elements that are presented to you, and uh, so now maybe that's true. Maybe that's true when you get the final story, right? You get all of it, and you look back. This is this this reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, right? People shit on that movie in the beginning, like, and 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 I understand that, that a lot of people really don't like that movie, but then when you see all the other things that come out after it, and you go back and you rewatch it, and you're like, holy fuck, I get it now. Yeah. So maybe that's what this is, is is you have to have that part two, potentially part three, and it has to play out. And then you're you're absorbed into it and you go back and watch it and you're like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. So which is which is great in the long run. But in that short, you know, that short part, that that first race, right, that we're, we're talking about right now, you're like, I don't I don't get it. Don't say you're right. like, say say I'm like is when you're referring to because <laughs> I, I was moved where I don't think you were uh, no I wasn't and that's, I wasn't and that's, bored so, but. I'm, I, I understand and, and so I wonder because you read the books so you understood part read, of the story I read Dune the original Dune but right so that's what I mean is you understood reading between the lines that's, that's and you, true and, but I, I, would, I would bet that it was my original uh, seeing of uh, David Lynch's Dune that got me a sense of what the story is, how the politics play. Exactly. Sure was, so, so yeah, I did have that context going in. Okay. And that's that's my point is is for for Dune fans or or people that are interested in Dune in itself, the 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 story, the the world building, and and all that. If you have some context to it, you have you're going in with some pre 
knowledge, this can be a great movie. Like I could, I can see after I'm done with the book or halfway through to wherever it is, and I go back and watch it. I'm like, I'll pick up more, and I'll see more, and I'll see a lot of the background stuff. That's like, oh, I get what that is. I I know what that is now. But watching this as a uh, a, a newbie or someone that doesn't have the context and doesn't have the background, it lacks. This would be like watching. Um, Say you're you're not into football at all. Like you you ser- seriously do not understand football at all. And the first time you watch it, and you're like, I I don't get it. Why why did they kick the ball? Why, <laughs> why is that guy Why is that guy yelling at those guys at the line? You know, it, it's one of those things. Without any context, you could you could be bored by what they're doing and not see the the uh, the depthness of what's going on and not like. And I bring up football again. Like when I watch football. I, I literally, I most of the time I watch what happens when they snap the ball and I watch linemen. I watch what they block. I see who they block. I see what they do because I was a lineman. And for me, I understand that part of it. And for me, it's a depthness of, of watching football. It, it's not what everybody does. Everybody follows the, you know, a lot of people follow the ball. I literally watch who's being blocked and what they're doing. And, and that's what intrigues me. So this is that same thing with that, with that background knowledge they can do so much more with this story because you're able to read between the lines where if you don't have any background on it, you're kind of like, uh, I don't get it. Uh, you just told me this and this, but there's some context that I'm seriously missing out on. And I think that's what, what the story was to me. Um, at, at some point you've got to be careful though, that you don't want to treat your audience like, like they can't follow something, you know, and true, true. And, and I know, uh, you know, they called it the MTV generation for a while, but I mean, where kind of this fast cutting, this this hyperactive uh, need for for our senses to be titillated uh, really <laughs> changed the way that uh, we wanted to experience entertainment um, where, you know, so but 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 some directors might think that uh, going you know, really taking someone, holding their hand and taking them through a story might be uh, a bit, what's the word, uh, arrogant. <laughs> I mean, might, or, or no, uh, patronizing. You know, it might, it, it might. Right. Make. So, so there is, there is, a, that's, that's where directors I, have to kind of figure out that it line. Need, that, it needs a blend. It needs a blend of it. Well, it, it it's, it's kind of in between both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like what you were saying about that, and and I think it needs a mix. I understand the the we don't want to patronize people and and handhold them through a movie and and tell them everything they need to learn. But it's also one of those things is in this one there's so much backstory that sometimes you have to tell them some of it to to like I think they left out too much of the backstory and too much of what was really going on. Me personally, and that's that, that's like I said. People that know the knowledge of it are going to love this movie, and I can understand that. And and now that I've I've listened to part of the book, and I go back and look at some of that, and, and I, I plan on watching this again. It's on HBO Max right now, uh, so I can watch it again easily. Um, I, I think it will have a bigger impact knowing some of the backstory, and maybe I'll pick up on some of the subtle hints that are missed. Do you plan to finish uh, listening to the audiobook? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't just... I I never thought this wasn't a good story, and I really I really want to f- 
see where it ends up because and part of me is kind of like mm, do i want to listen to all the way through so that i'm spoiled a little bit on the next movie but i think you know maybe like we're talking about maybe knowing what it's supposed to be the next movie will be better for me uh going into it and and um you know, like I said, when I when I listened to a lot of the podcasts, there were some people that were so excited about this movie, but most of those people were Dune fans. Yeah. They came into it with a with a knowledge of what it was about. Most of the like I don't think anybody was just like, "Oh my god, that's the best thing ever" and had no idea what it was about. And so you know, and, and there was a lot of people that were talking about like, oh, you know, Star Wars would never exist without this or, uh, you know, uh, all these other movies would never exist without this. And I was kind of like, well, you know, really, it kind of stole the story, too. Like, it wasn't the first one to do a Messiah story. It wasn't the first one to do, you know, a, a, a chosen one story. It's not, you know, that you're shit goes the, back. You talking about the Bible? <laughs> Partially, yes, and, and I mean Shakespeare. I mean, there's 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 tons of other stories out there. So I like, I get it. There's some stuff that's direct. I mean, shit. Let's talk about. We talked about Boba Fett, uh, Book of Boba Fett, and the spice and that. You know, yeah, yeah. People stole from this. I'm not gonna say they didn't, but to go out and say, oh, this was the the most original story, and everybody, you know, stole from it. Mm, did they? Did they really? You know, it, it, yes, it might have influenced, but you know what? So is so many other stories from so much earlier in, in life that, you know, that it's not the first to do, you know, the Messiah story. He, you uh, know. I did a little bit of history on Frank Herbert, who this was released in 1965, but he started doing research on this in 1959 when his uh, wife went back to work full time. And so he got to be kind of, the 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 stay at the home stay at home dad <laughs> I don't I don't know if he was, well he actually was a dad too because his 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 eldest took over um, when he passed away um, the books uh, but uh, it originated when he was assigned to write a magazine article about sand dunes and the Oregon dunes near Florence Oregon right right so, so uh, it, it's just kind of interesting but but to think that he started researching it in 1959 so this was a six year endeavor um, is pretty pretty exciting and i wonder what what that involves when it comes to researching a book when it's a when it's a basically a story you're making up uh maybe it's just so, to try to tie the world together and come, <laughs> up with, come up you know design something so that when you finally start writing you have a, a grasp of of what you're of the of the world that you created you know he did some incredible world world building. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about '60s and the and the drug influence, right? The spice and the and, and how it's kind of have a, has a drug influence. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, talks how, about, how they could fold space and time with it. You yeah, know, that yeah, it just sounds like a drug trip. <laughs> yeah, well, also, I mean, just the effects on the people and stuff like that. But yeah. it all and you know, and he and he he had a lot of political intrigue in there. You know, that that comes from from actual political intrigue. You know, uh, indigenous people and things like that like he 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 took from some real world potentials and and built another world and 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 i get that and and i don't i don't begrudge him at all i think he did an incredible job and one of the things i like about books and in these stories that get epic like this is the world building uh you know they talk uh some other people talked about uh wheel of time which is such a heavily laden political uh intrigue book uh, on top of you know some magical and some some you know fantasy and stuff like that, they talk about these 
countries and these uh, you know uh continents and these people and in, in in the battling back and forth and in the, the you know in the the political sides of it and uh i you know it's like 15 16 book long series i think i got to like seven or eight and then i'm like i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about anymore it gets so crazy you know it's like great books but it's like one of those things it's it's super hard to get through if you're not one of those people that can really put all the political stuff in 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 you know get the ducks in row kind of thing um and so but it it you know they talked about this is one of the ones that started a lot of that and i don't get any of that from the movie i get more of a bullying context right you know, the emperor decides, I'm going to pull you out and put this other family in charge of this this planet to, to get my spice, you know. And then the other the other family doesn't like it, so they, they leave peacefully and then come back and just carpet bomb the fucking place and take over. Like, there's no, there's no political intrigue in that to me. There's no, like, you miss out. Even though, you know, you get little parts. You talked about the the, the mother, uh, not not Paul's mother, but the the. The, the reverend, the special, yeah, the revered mother, yeah, her talking to the the Harkins and and the Harkins also getting some of the emperor's uh, hitman squads and stuff like that. So, yes, it's there, but they don't really tell you what it's all about, and you and it's really hard to read between the lines on it. And it's like it just seems to me like, oh, these guys just come in, we yeah, we're gonna give it to you, and then we turn turn around and we're just gonna fucking kill you all. There's no there's no political intrigue into that. To me, it's just it's a bully situation, and and that's where I I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, knowing now, especially what I do from the books, that there was so much back and forth in this this underground and spies and and uh, you know sabotage and and on both sides, you know, going back and forth. Like the Duke is not. He's not the the easygoing. Oh, I'm just gonna run this land. And, you know, he is a little bit. Like he's he's all about the people and protecting his people and stuff like that. But he's also a very sharp political mind of like, oh, I've got to play this chess piece here to fuck up that family and make them look bad with this and do this for that. You know, he does a lot of that in the book and in in the mother. Um, you know, Paul's mother also does a lot of that too. And that's where we get the the political side of the. Um, Oh, why can't I think of their names now? The the women's uh, the the magical uh, Jedi Benny women. Benny Jesuit. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh, what are they? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess <laughs> the female Jedi's. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, so it, it, it is what it is. I it just it's one of those things. Is that's where I think the movie failed to me, uh, being a blockbuster. Like I don't I. I don't know what the numbers say and stuff like that. I knew it got it got greenlit for the second and possibly the third. And there do there are people that love this and and will love this. And uh, but I don't think it got the people that weren't into it. I don't, I don't think it brought any like oh my god I'm a hardcore Dune fan now. Uh, I could be wrong. I mean I, it's happened I, once before. I hear what you're saying and I certainly am on the side of someone in, uh, that fell in love with this movie at the same time I, I have some history so i really can't yeah. separate that and uh and look at it that way so i don't i'm all i can do as is kind of point out the things you know well here's really inspired me in this movie and, and yeah. drew me into it and so so here's what i'm gonna say right now if you're listening to this and you were a first time dune person right you've never seen anything dune before and you love this movie i need you to write into hwsi.podcast uh at gmail.com uh and let us know you're, you're, uh, that you 
you, but you can't make that a fair a test because we've never had many people writing in. So, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, if if you are, it's uh, the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know that this was your first uh, interaction with Dune and uh, you are a, a Dune head. Uh, a, uh, I don't know what else you call it. Um, from the first, thumper, from the first go, you're, you're, yeah, you're a thumper. You, uh, <laughs> the, you, the worms are drawn to you now. You know, right, right, uh, yeah. Um, no, but I mean, I, I, it's, it's, I'm just going off of what I've heard too. Like, uh, literally, um, I would say I listened to probably six, seven different ones. Um, some of the ones I normally listen to, and some of the others that I were were new, and uh, it, it was a a good mix. Uh, most of the people were people that had read the book and were super in love with it. And then there's a few people that were kind of like me where it was like, this is their first uh, exposure to Dune. And we're kind of like, yeah, I, I think I missed something. You know, I, you know, reading books at a young age can do something can, can, you know, get under your skin and you, you know, you're, you're reading them on your own and you realize that you have this love affair with this, something you're absorbing in a book and how do you recreate that? And so I could see how these people are so enamored with something that finally is able to tap into that same sort of feeling that they, or at least, at least come close to it. And I think that's what the director was trying to do, but there's also a lot of people that just aren't book readers. Um, you know that maybe they're not used to you know they don't see what this experience is about maybe that has something to do with it i'm just i'm just spitballing here maybe maybe there's something about that that type of person that is so in love with um that book reading experience and being uh being and that's exposed to those new worlds um you know. and I, I agree with you uh to a point where yes the world building in books usually is incredible, but the translation to the movie doesn't always hold. Like we, we talked about Harry Potter earlier, right? The first two, yeah. two movies in that did a good job of translating book to world building movie. Um, I believe Star Wars did a little bit better in the world building. You know, um, they kept that lens tight and, and built the people so you, you follow them and you, and you care about their world. Not necessarily the big world. Where this well, one, Star I think, Wars though, wasn't based on a book. That was. Yeah, I'm just saying though. But in in general, you know, people talk about Star Wars compared to this in in you know, epicness and stuff like that. Sure. Like just in just the the world building uh, aspect of it. I I love the world building in in stories. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, you know, um, Jim Butcher, one of my favorite authors, uh, the Dresden series. He does an incredible job building this 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 world where you know it's a modern day wizard living in chicago and, and and all that's going around him but you also get it from the his point of view and in in uh, a focal lens on him that you learn to care about him and the people around him where this one it has that focal lens on paul but don't give you any reason to care about paul like i literally was like okay whatever like i did not care if he was in pain I did not care if he got kicked out of a, a plane in over the desert. I loved I, I loved I would those argue Omnicopters, that you're, though. I would the the yeah, the Thopters. Um, those things were cool as shit. Yeah, and that and that's a pretty good dis- based on the description in the book. That was, you know, aircraft capable of sustained wing yeah. beat flight. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, in the manner of birds is is just kind of what they what they created. So, but I um 
I would, gosh, now I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something about <laughs> you being uh, predisposed to dislike, dislike teen um, oh. characters that are kind of in this, in this manner. There may be, there may be some baggage that, that keeps you a little bit distant from these. Cause you know, well, I don't know. I, I loved Harry Potter. I rooted for him from the get go. Yeah, but they I were, was all about the, I was he, all about the hobbits, but he, they're, they're kid-like, <laughs> but but what's the age of you know Harry and and Ron and they were they were like eleven eleven years old whereas well yeah because he turned eleven, but Paul's more like eighteen fifteen fifteen he's supposed to be fifteen, the book says he's fifteen. Okay, I I, I just the actor is obviously older than he's probably in his twenties. Timothy Chalamet yeah I well no he looked young enough like but no I thought I he mean, looked young enough for the role I, yeah I mean. Pretty boy, get everything you want, royal. There's no, there's, first off, that sets you up. Like, nobody's going to give a damn because you've been, you talk about privilege, talk about hand-fed everything you've ever needed, right? There's no, there's no fucking reason to care about him, really. Well, that's, but that's, they, and that's something they explored was that burden of heritage, this, this, the things being handed. Not only that, he was told that he was the Messiah, too. How do you deal with that? That's not, that's, that's a. I don't know. Did, I mean, Luke, they did okay with Luke. He, he was the Messiah. They just didn't fucking force feed it down her throat, and they made us care about him. You know, <laughs> but, but he's, he's just he's just a country boy from back home, you know, shooting womp rats. But, <laughs> so, but, but Paul is being told this. Luke wasn't. No, I, I know. But that's what I mean is, like, I, I think they – granted, I don't think they you care about him too much in the mo- or the book either right off the bat. But – they didn't do it from a lens. Uh, this is where I think the lens is too focal pointed on him, you know, where I think that's what that part of me is what got me out of it. It's like, give me a character I can care about. Right. You know, you're, you're, he's supposed to have this incredible relationship with uh, the Duncan Idaho character. And, and then also um, uh, the Gurney uh, Gurney character. And you kind of feel it. Like it's kind of, ham-fisted a little bit like oh hey these guys are great friends you know look oh he made fun of them You're like okay yeah didn't didn't really <laughs> care didn't really bring me into it um so that that was like i said to me i i don't begrudge anybody for loving this movie i i think i mean it's it's like me and my love of of thor ragnarok it might not be a movie for you, but I love every minute of it, and I'm going to continue to love it, and, and you, you're never going to talk me out of it. I would never try and tell someone this this is not a, uh, a movie that you can like. I, I will go and say it, it's not for me. Like, you know, and now, granted, I did say once I'm done with the, the book, I may go back and have a different feeling because I think this is a kind of a movie that if you have the backstory and you can read between the lines – it's a much deeper story and you, you get a lot of it. Do you think you'll check out part two on the big screen? Um, yeah, yeah, okay. there's a good chance. Um, the reason I didn't go this time is just, I mean, timing of when it hit, um, it, because I had HBO it was just easier to watch it at home. And I think I still was like a week later because it, it is just, I think it hit, I want to say it hit during like, Thanksgiving time frame that I, that I don't remember, but you could probably go back to our podcasts and and listen to what we had to say. About <laughs> I think I was all, I was I was pretty enthusiastic about it. But I think I was more enthusiastic because of the director, and I was 
so enamored with his body of work, which wasn't huge, but everything had such an impact on me. Um, well, so. it looks it looks like he has a lot of those kind of uh, I don't want to call them art house because they're not art house movies, but it's very much on that that that's artistic side more than, you know, he treats uh, cinema artistically. Yes, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So and, and and I it's not that I don't like those movies. Um, I just I like stories. I like stories that have more of a of a a. a Gitch into it where it like pulls me in where this really didn't pull me in i and you know we talked about the omnicopters when i saw that i literally was like that is the coolest fucking spaceship i've ever seen that to me <laughs> or i guess it's not a spaceship it's a it's a, a like a, a ground ship or whatever i thought that was so cool and they had the different sizes you know they had the one that looked like the dragonfly was the bigger you know helicopter style uh, big transport, and then they also had little smaller ones that were kind of like. And those, home. they made those to scale on on set, so uh, you can see some behind the scenes where the ornithopters are just hung by kind of these wires out in the desert, and they're moving around. And you know, I, I'm sure that there was plenty of CGI for the for the actual flying sequences and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, but I thought those were impressive. cool. Yeah. I, that was one of the coolest things. Um, I like the idea of the shields, the personal shields that, you know, that's, that was a cool idea and that's straight from the books. I do, I understand the stops the fast, but lets the slow blade in. But I was kind of like, well, okay, how slow is it going? Cause I mean, if you got to sit there and press on it, like the guy's just going to get away. And, and so there was, a, there was that one fight scene where they're on the stairs and the one, the one guys are taken on and, they get cut down pretty fast, and I'm like, you, you, how do you get a slow blade in there to cut them down like that? Like, it's almost like it would just. The fight scenes didn't make sense at that. I think point it was when the, they it's the slicing action that allows the the blade to cut through without, and they were doing a lot of that slicing. I I don't know. Okay. I I don't know. That's uh, that that was just my take on on some of the choreography there. Okay, that 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 makes sense because I didn't pick up on that because, like I said, it didn't have. The, I mean, they kind of, the uh, you know, what is it? The slow blade defeats the shield or whatever and i get it it, it just it, it didn't it didn't break me into i thought it was a great idea i like the idea of the personal shields it, it makes it makes for a fun idea but it also is kind of like when i watched them fight i was kind of like okay i kind of get it kind of don't all right now in the 84 movie they uh i, I don't know if this was <laughs> david lynch's idea or, or or i heard it was pretty bad well they, it, it's it's very it's got a lot of weird elements to it that make it very interesting to watch from a, if you get to, if you like to get distracted by weird, I mean, the, I think one of the very first scenes, actually, we get to see the emperor, uh, which we don't in this one, but it's the emperor is this like, you know, 20 foot slug that's floating in this vat yeah. of, <laughs> of, uh, of, you know, in this crazy contraption. And he has this, you know, they hold a microphone and he like spits out this ooze of spice and his lips are moving in all this wonky directions. And, and the, the, the microphone is more of a translator, just kind of like it takes all his wisps and, and language and turns it into, to, you know, human speak. Um, but uh, so it's, it's, and David Lynch is notorious for that sort of bizarre um, uh, stuff that, and so it's easily, I think the first half is actually pretty engaging, um, but it's, it's kind of corny. Um, but, but he, they use sound as a weapon in this. Uh, they actually develop a physical weapon that um, that Paul can channel sound in and and you know use and use it to shoot. You know, so it's 
it's it takes that element and this wasn't in the books it was something they created for the movie to create more of a you know the the lightsaber effect you've got a lightsaber which yeah, is yeah. the weapon in here it's i mean i i know that that uh the hunter seekers that's straight out of the book there's a lot of a lot of weapons and stuff yeah. straight out of the book but but this was trying to take that Betty Jesuit you know technique voice. of the voice and turn it into a weapon uh that they could use gotcha. and which was which is interesting so i know a lot of people talked about uh uh Patrick Stewart's character Gurney in this, and then uh, yeah, this was previous. This yeah, this was before uh, before Next Generation. Star Trek. So, yeah. and then uh, they also had Sting, and, and a lot of people <laughs> talked about his uh, his uh, uh, underwear uh, choice, where he's just in some like tinfoil underwear type thing, and it's, he's it's like the, he's uh, got yeah, he's got like a thick a thick uh, you know what are those speedo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's, they, it's like in the form of a speedo, and he's he's totally thin, and he's got kind of this uh, this thin but cut uh, body. He, I mean, for someone someone attracted to to uh, to sweaty uh, spiky <laughs> haired men uh, that at that I think at his young age he was probably so, in his in his late twenties or early thirties, but uh, uh, he looked pretty good in that. <laughs> So he plays he plays like the the son of the Harkin, right? Yeah, we haven't Sting been introduced does. to that character yet in uh, in, okay. in the new movie. In fact, but they in fact they gave uh, us well they, they, they gave, gave us, us well, Dave Batista's character, right? Who, the uh, the Beast Rabin Harkin, yeah, the nephew, Glass and but he was also not in the original. They they had another character that I thought he was portraying because they've got that kind of that bigger character that follows alongside of, of the Baron. But he he apparently shows up later. So see, because I haven't heard anything about Batista's character in the book yet. But they okay. do talk about the 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 son, the Sting character, and I was kind of like, I I guess he's just not big enough in the book to put him in this, and they had to have some some. Well, big guy that's badass, and like like I said, they it. I, it's I was writing down the, to me. I, bullying. I was, I was writing down the characters. There's one, two, th- uh, three, four. I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of characters. And one of the things that I thought this film did a good job is that I didn't get lost in all the characters. Maybe you did, but uh, but I thought considering how many there were, they kept they kept them uh, well. I, I didn't well, you, feel... you kind of know who you kind of know who everybody is essentially yeah. through most of it until until you get to the the Fredman, you know. Uh, then the, then there's a big group of them where you got a bunch of background people that you're kind of like I don't know who that's supposed to be. Well, I, yeah, I remember uh, uh, Cindy was confused about uh, what <laughs> Jameis that uh, was in a lot of his visions as kind of this this person that would give advice, and then they finally meet him. And he ends up killing him right away, and so it's like, whoa, this is a vision that didn't quite match up with right. uh, with 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 what yeah. actually played out. So I mean, it 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 is a movie that uh, it's going to be kind of. I think uh, you know, there's going to be some people that really love this. Like, I I I haven't looked at it yet, but I bet you if you go on IMDb, I bet you there's a a kind of a a mixed review where you're going to have some people that like. There's going to be a few tens, and there's going to be a few ones. And it just, it really is how you take it. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not a one. I'm not, a, I'm probably, for me, this is probably about a six or seven, really. Um, okay. I, I, Do you think I don't you would have given it another point or two if you saw it in the big screen? Considering that that 
was the director's ah. hope that, that people would really because he he created a movie that really thought wouldn't wouldn't be conveyed the same way it wouldn't be experienced I don't, uh on I a don't, I don't fail, think I would. would well you I mean you said it would doesn't it fails the phone test which right there is, is true a, true is I mean I, I mean version of that of that idea <laughs> you know what he wanted to get yeah away because from. I wouldn't have the phone out in the theater, but I don't know if it would change my idea of the movie in that aspect. Because there's movies I've watched at home that I have seen in the theater that still pass the phone test, right? I mean, uh, just the the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, that we just watched. Uh, I saw that in the theater and I loved it. And and I don't think it needed the big spectacular of the big screen to, to carry the story that it was telling. And so even when I was at home, I was engaged the entire time that I wasn't like, oh, I'm bored of this part. Let me let me see what's on uh, Facebook or, or I, whatever. I, yeah, I think this part when they were in the when they were in the uh, tent, you know, and he had all his visions and um, and also the movie we're going to talk about next week, because I saw that twice in the theater. Oh, same, nice. Same uh, same cinematographer, actually. Uh, OK. Greg uh, Frazier, who did Batman, the Batman. He, he also did uh, Rogue One and Zero Dark Thirty along with Dune. But um, there was a point about two thirds of the way where I started realizing oh, I'm a little bored with this. But but I, I'll have, <laughs> I'll, I mean, I have some good things to say about it and we'll, which will wait till next week and I'll make sure I see it again before then. But, oh, for uh, sure. I, I, I saw that in theater, too. Um, I'm ready to see that. I, I'll probably watch that more than once. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I can see where you, you know, there's some parts where it does slow down again. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get into that. Where this one, like I said, uh, Dune to me, the biggest part to me was is I didn't, I didn't feel, uh, I think, what should have been felt for the families. What do you think about, you know, what I'm thinking of, just the movies we just mentioned, The Batman and Dune, something about The Batman, as, as much as I, as I enjoyed it, it, it's a very busy movie. Whereas True. Dune, even though there's a lot going on, it feels, there, there's a lightweightness to it. It, it doesn't feel busy. It, maybe it's just the vastness of what you see on screen. You feel almost a sense of isolation and how... And, you know, there's certainly all these epic things going on, but uh, it, it's it's an interesting. You're, so you're, I, I, I no, I'm laughing because uh, it, you're right. There's not a busyness to it, but uh, it's one of those things is like if you ever went to work with your your parents when you were a kid and right, your your parent <laughs> might be losing their fucking mind because they got a hundred things going on and you're looking at them like. Is it is it break time yet? Is it, is it lunch time yet? Because you right. know you're watching. <laughs> so you know you're comparing I mean? this to take your daughter to work day. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean it's it, busyness. The 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 outside view of busyness isn't always uh, correct. Okay. And so, right. and and this is this makes me think of that because, in their minds, yeah, they're they're the political intrigue is is running rampant in their minds and the the the, the thought processors are going crazy. But we're seeing them going. Okay, I gotta I gotta follow this report. I gotta I gotta uh, I gotta do this over here. I gotta talk to so and so at the the water pool. You know, it just uh, you know, it, it just you're right. It didn't have that that busyness, uh, maybe, but it's also and maybe that is it didn't really choose to explore Easter eggs, which we're so used to seeing in the Marvel universe. We're just constantly distracted by oh, what's that? There's a license plate, or oh, what's that? Um, things that I never that are, I never do that though. I don't well, do that in the movies. I'm so bad with that. 
I, I recognize some stuff, but I do not look for like, oh, that's at 23Q45. That's, you know, <laughs> that was the first first apartment that, uh, you know, so-and-so had when he first wrote this book. But, but uh, you know, half the podcasts or not, I shouldn't say podcasts, but the YouTube videos out there oh. for Marvel movies are all about all the Easter eggs. Oh. I, I think are fun to watch, but but it does seem like that can create a busy experience when... when Did you... And, Fortunately, I think a lot of those filmmakers try to make more than just a, a, a film full of Easter eggs because that's not right. Right. Did you did you go and watch anything about Dune, the, the, the release on this one? Did you go listen to anybody's I, takes? I, I, I listened to one kind of reviewer that was kind of a regular movie reviewer on YouTube. I listened to another one who was doing more of a a um, like a radio talk interview. Okay. It was a little bit more. Uh, dare I say sophisticated the way he was talking about it it was it was I think he was he was uh, British or something but which which is fine I thought he had some interesting things to say I watched an interview with uh, Denis Villeneuve uh, okay uh, like a half hour one where he talked about some of his process and then I saw some behind the scenes stuff now okay with that being said that was just recent I did watch a lot more when the movie came out so all right uh, well like yeah like broke down as some of the scenes he did <laughs> and choices he made yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, well, he and, and I can see you being more into what he thought uh, as a director because you know that's that's more your kind of your your take on things. You you look yeah. at, oh, I okay, I understand what he's, you know. And me normally, I'm all about that that a big explosion, you know, rock the world, show me blowing up. And where I literally was bored with this one, and I think it was because there was no there was no weight to it to me. And I I, I mean. I, I, I haven't got to that part in the book, so I don't under I, I don't know if there was a better way to do it. So I, when I we watched know. when we watched Boba Fett, which I think there were still some parts <laughs> that I found interesting, but there were so many things that just took me out of it. Um, yeah, because either the Power special, Ranger Scooter Gang, yes, that sort of stuff. Where to me, I did not feel I was ever taken out of this world. Nothing, nothing, right. um, kind of pulled my attention and said, Oh, that seems wrong. Or, you know, it, it all seemed very, um, th there was, there was to me, a lot of thought went into it. And I, I can't, I, I wouldn't, I don't say that by the, the, the actual experience going through it and going, Oh my gosh, all the thought that went into this to me, that's more of <laughs> in retrospect, after you watch something and you, and you look back and you say, okay, that, that, that did something to me. I'm thinking about it a lot. And, and you realize that, or I realized that I did not get distracted by anything that stood out as false or out of place or not tied to the world. Yeah. It didn't, it, well, it, it, it didn't, um, whereas a lot of the, the series, and this is something that, that some of the Netflix, early Netflix series were a lot more successful at, but some of the more recent ones, and especially the ones on Disney to me are so distracting with, you know, we got to get this in or yeah, the biker gang or, or, or even some of the, <laughs> even some of the, the Disney ones that are focusing on Marvel characters, they're good, but they, they don't always work. And, and when, when they don't, you know work, what, this, you know what Dune needed, it needed someone riding a Rancor. <laughs> That's what it really needed. Well, it I, did. It had the guy, it had the, had the, the Fremen riding the worm at the end. You know. Yeah, and that was another one where I was kind of like, that doesn't that doesn't seem right either. Like, so the first time they show the worm, 
It doesn't even surface. You gotta, you it's gotta un- check it out. You gotta check it out in the the original 1984. Oh, I'm book. sure it's but fucking over the top. But I mean, that's when you got Queen uh, music going on because I think they did the soundtrack for it. I mean, it's it's this. You know, they're all riding up on there. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a little obnoxious, but it is a part of the of the book. It's a big part of okay. What, what the I want to see how so. it comes out on the book because to me. It did make sense where where they showed the worms. They they traveled under the sand. Now all of a sudden it's got a flea on it, and it decides to just surface sure. ride it. I get you. That's a very valid question. And I I yeah. bet I bet it's answered in the book, and perhaps the, I don't know about the movie, but I I can't remember. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Thirty five years ago is when I read it. So I yeah there, yeah. There's some other. I, I think I, I said I'm 30, to hear. Thirty years. Okay. Sorry. Well, it's like sixty. Right, so we're that's it's that's fifty, right? Fifty what? years, the what, book, the book, sixty four, sixty. Oh, well, that's it's, well, no, that's that's, o- that's over sixty five or fifty. Yeah, fifty five years, fifty. Yeah, I think uh, seven years. Some, it's a lot. It's a lot of years. We can do math, but um, uh, <laughs> no, we'd rather 80, not right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean. I, this is this is one of those. Um, it's funny. Uh, my my daughter's boyfriend Seth's brother uh, apparently is is in love with this movie, and and I'm sure he'll he'll probably listen to this podcast, and and I'll hear from him later about it. Okay. Uh, potentially, uh, but yeah. So he's he apparently watched it like six, seven, eight times already. Like early, early, like in the going before it was. I don't know if it was all on HBO or what, but. Apparently he's obsessed with this movie. So I, there's people out there that are into it, and and I get that. I I think this yeah. is one of those ones. Yeah, I will. I will. So so for so for Seth's brother, if if you want to email into the podcast and say yeah. what 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 could I have said different to help kind of inspire Noah when it comes to to re trying to reconnect with this movie, I, I think I was. I I we we didn't get into any no no arguments I, or stuff, but but uh, but. But I, I I want you to 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 tap into some of the experiences that us no, us devout follow uh, <laughs> or the ones that are gushing about it without yeah yeah and I don't want you to highly be- you highly intelligent watchers are are very into where uh, uh, uh soft brain uh, guys who no I'm did, just kidding did I, but, but I I mean yeah you no, called no. me out at one point but I don't I think you were just putting words in my mouth at that point <laughs> I, I'm not no 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 I I fully believe this is one of those things where. If you have some more background on it, it was a much better watch. Uh, actually, you know, one of the, the the people I need to talk to about this is, and, and I probably should do this more often, is I need to reach out to my dad. Because my dad is not only a reader, but he is a, a deep watcher of, of TV. Like, that motherfucker watches a lot of stuff. Yeah. But he also reads a lot. And so I'm pretty sure he's probably, he probably read Dune when he was a kid. Uh, he probably read it again since then, maybe multiple times. I'm sure he saw the original, and he probably watches too. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, he usually has all of the pay channels. So <laughs> this is this is this is one I need to reach out to him. Uh, he'll never figure out how to listen to the podcast. Uh, he's he's told me several times. That I'm like, yeah, you podcast. He's like, yeah, I'll watch that. And I'm like, it, it's a listen, Dad. But he's like, oh yeah, I'll make sure to watch that. I'm like, okay. Um, so uh, I would love to see you know like hear what he has to say because he's he's kind of like me where you know he doesn't he doesn't hold back in his his uh his correct uh um his, his, oh, i can't even think of the 
criticisms yeah, yeah great great word for it criticisms on things where it's like he'll tell you if, if he doesn't like it he'll tell you and he's that old guy kind of tell you too like get off my lawn you fuckers <laughs> kind of criticisms uh so i would be interesting to see what he had to say because he might be right in the same boat as you is like he knows the story so he saw all the the through the lines and 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 to me that's i think that's the biggest thing that's going to stick with me is like if you know how to read the story between the lines in this, it probably was a better story than if you didn't. Uh, I, I know. Ask. I, I just want to, you know, I brought up the word absorption and, and I, th I think at one point I said resonate and that's, that's kind of what I want to want to, what I want to express is that I thought this movie, you know, I remember in, in physics, they talked about a resonant frequency that objects could, could create and it would create a vibration and it could actually, you know, topple a bridge if, if it was made without, I, I don't know, there's science there. I didn't, I didn't get my, yeah, I didn't get my degree in physics, but, but, um, <laughs> but uh, my brother did. So I could, maybe I can give him a call and see what that's all. Yeah. About. yeah. <laughs> but, but to me, that's something this movie did is it resonated. And I don't know how to, how, what to point to and say, this is what caused that, you know, but I don't, I, I don't think that's a reflection on, on the fact that I knew Dune. I, there's something, okay. uh, there's something that I think more was there in, in the, in, in how the movie was made and that I, that I also experienced in some of his previous movies, Sicario, The Arrival, not so much in, in Blade Runner, I, but, uh, um, I only saw that once. That, and so just the fact that I only saw Well, the that interesting once, thing is, but, is he actually, uh, he wrote, uh, this one too. Like he not only was the, the screenplay, the, yeah, along with Eric Roth, who's done a lot of uh, yeah, of where he plays. he didn't necessarily write some of those others, so maybe that's why it didn't necessarily you know he he had a lot to do. He's a producer, a writer, director sure. on this one. So, yeah. and 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 you're right. There, in the big screen, I could see some of these epic landscape shots and things like that maybe and and you know i i heard people talk about the 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 sound and, and shaking chairs and stuff like that and maybe it did i mean i have a pretty decent sound system i have a, a fairly decent sized tv and so i wasn't like i was watching this on an apple watch you know uh uh so that i wasn't getting all that uh, i agree the sound was was incredible um much like we talked about uh no country for old men it really had a a different sound you know that there will be blood i don't think you've seen their count there no country no no, no I, I you're right uh i meant uh there will be blood but it was the sound where they were talking about you know that that oh that that throat singing and those big sounds and although the one that kind of made me uh i was like okay that's a little weird is they were showing one of the the spice things in in that that big maybe it was one of the ships the harvester it, it had like and it had that big horn sound and it showed like a flap coming up and it looked like the thing farted. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm like, what? what? Okay. I don't, uh, all right. Well, I, I guess it just, blew, it kind of took, you, maybe you blew a speaker. I can't quite recall that, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it was, it was one, I think it was when they were first landing and they had the big landing crafts and it kind of had like this, it had a big flap kind of halfway up the big ship that opened up and blew some sand out and kind of made that like a like a foghorn sound and I was okay. kind of like, all right, oh okay, I get you. Like I said, it is what it was. I thought some of the technology stuff, the the ships looked 
pretty deep. The 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 smaller ships, the the big transport ships, I thought kind of looked dumb, but that was just me. I, you know, the flying pyramid, you know, or or you know what they look like? It looked like someone watched and really liked the original Star Wars and said, well, what if what if the Jawas? What if those those the Jawa uh, big bus things could fly? And that's what they look like. The one that uh, came know, up it, from from the House of Trades and went came up out yeah. of the water. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that, that's just a big Jawa ship. That's all that is. <laughs> sand, sand crawler. Ironic. Yeah. That it's, that, uh, there you go, sand crawler. <laughs> yeah, they, they were getting out their sand crawler since they were heading to Dune. <laughs> That's what that's what this show needed. It needed some, you know, some uh, Jawas and some uh, <laughs> some of the people from the Star and Wars. Bo- and Boba Fett just show, pull, you know, pop out out of the Sarlacc pit and say, "I'm here," you know. Oh my God, that would, <laughs> that's actually what the Sarlacc is. It, it's 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 uh, it's a uh, um, sandworm, but he, he's. But he broke his back, and so he he can't move anymore. So he's just stuck where he's at. He's actually like a a, a handy capable uh, a sandworm, <laughs> but with uh, no hands. It, yeah, right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure both of us are gonna watch this when it comes out. We got uh, it's 2003 or 2023 is when it's uh, scheduled to come out. Uh, part two. Uh, you know, there is rumors of a three part. I I or a third part, which would be the second book. Um, which I am, I will see when I get through the rest of it. Um, should get a lot more of Zendaya. You know, uh, they're gonna definitely pump that up. I'm sure we'll see her in tons of the the uh, trailers because you know they got they got to use her to pull them through. We're gonna lose Isaac uh, Oscar Isaac because he uh, you know he gets killed in this. Oh, spoiler, sad. man! <laughs> if, if they're here now and they Come haven't on, been you spoiled, you gave me shit for spoiling. Uh, spoiling. You the... spoiled the book, <laughs> huh? You spoiled the rest of the books, all six of them. You said that uh, uh, Duncan Idaho showed up in the rest of the books. That's we weren't even talking about. Him. Okay, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. That's all I was giving you a spoiler warning oh, for. Oh, that. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> spoiled the books. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. It, whatever. I, you know, it is what it is. So, um, yeah. I, I think this. I hope. I hope the next one's better. Or I hope I would like it more because I will have the backstory by then because I'll have listened to the book. All the way through, um, I'll probably have that done by the end of this week. Um, I will go up. I will go back and watch the movie after I and see if it if it hits different. You know, maybe I'll even put my phone in the room so I can't I can't just zone out and go back to my phone. See if see if that works. Um, yeah, it, it it has it has some interesting things and stuff like that. So and, and truthfully, I won't know. If it, if the big theater experience would have changed this for me, I like I said, well, that doesn't I, always affect me. And I won't know if uh, if the fact that I had already previously read it and seen the other movie, would, right, would have would have not you know would have uh, influenced my my opinion. So we're both kind of so out of the know for that. You, here's the thing: is if we get an email or anybody actually lets us know differently to one of those then then that'll be the the tipping of the scales and we'll be able to come back and say see this is this is what it really means so (laughs) Bo Bo will probably let us know i mean he's probably seen it by now i would think it's it's about four or five months old so it's about in his his wheelhouse to watch soon uh he may have read this as a child we don't know he he was one of those kids that read so i I think he might Uh, Nina definitely read this. She'll probably come back and tell us. Uh, she'll probably agree with you. I, I have a feeling she's going to think it was good. Okay. 
So we'll find out Alrighty. in two weeks yeah. when we come back for our uh, our Marvel or MCU one, which is yeah, the, Iron Fist, Iron, Iron Fist, Fist season, season two. two. But next week we'll be back with the Batman, the Batman, uh, which got greenlit for a second uh, uh, movie. So okay. I wonder if they'll yeah. fe- feature the uh, Joker more. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to find out a little bit more about that. Uh, we'll also have seen uh, 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 Doctor Strange uh, in the uh, Multiverse of Madness uh, by right. then. Yeah, we both we, we both have tickets for uh, Saturday. So uh, but, yes, but we can't. Together. I don't think. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're, we're going to be there together. We're going to we're going to enjoy this together. And with and our you wives, know, but they can sit somewhere else, right? As long as <laughs> as long as you and me. <laughs> We've got the seats next to them, and the wife sit next to us. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I got to share your popcorn. No, no, come on. Um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm going to like this a lot more than you because I've I've read the the Doctor Strange comics, so I I'm going to be able to read between the lines, and and maybe you won't. May, or maybe, but but I don't know if if they're if they're going into the uh, the sh- the mirror world, I have a feeling true, they might be a little true. turned off. So I I might you got you got a good point there. Good deal. Good good call. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, all right. Well, I think that's about it for for Dune. Um, we'll we'll, we'll probably be back with a uh, with Dune Part Two in a couple years. Uh, uh, hopefully, the podcast is still around by then. That's right. <laughs> Somewhere around. Somewhere around episode 280 something, maybe. Uh, I'm just going to call it out now. Okay. <laughs> well, I right. figured two years we got, I mean, we, we're just over two years now. We're at 127. So, you know, I have a feeling we'll, uh, I guess it's not a full two years, though. So it might be low 200s. Low 200s. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways. Good deal. Uh, you come back you guys next can week. Send an email and send in your vote on what episode it's going to be. <laughs> what episode is going to be? <laughs> uh, we'll start the pool now. Uh, yeah, join us next week for the Batman. Uh, that is also on HBO Max. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to catch it in the theater, uh, uh, listen to that or watch that, and then uh, come listen to us. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, that's a great way of doing it. Yeah. Um, if you hadn't watched Dune, I don't know why you're still here, but uh, it's also on HBO Max. But. <laughs> Watch it again. Uh, uh, listen to the book. Get your audio book, uh, whatever it is, uh, and then go watch it. Maybe maybe it'll make a it'll it'll be better for you. Um, with that, I don't know what else to say, Steve. Other than uh, this was a this was a fun one. I knew I knew going into this that we were going to kind of uh, disagree on on the overall, but I think uh, I think we were able to make both of our points uh, clearly. Right. Uh, neither one of us, neither one of us won or lost this this battle of uh, was this a, a a movie worth watching? <laughs> we didn't quite see eye to eye. You had the blue eyes, I had the red eyes. Together, we made purple. Right? Is that what it was? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Definitely. Uh, I actually enjoyed the blue eye drink better with the ginger beer, which Good. made more sense for the the blue eyes of Dune. Uh, yeah. So that that was my drink. So mine was really spicy. After I finished it, I just drank a bunch of the ginger beer with the peach. Uh, leftover current peach and my lips got all you know burnt from, oh like from spicy the, from the ginger spice yeah so that's a spicy <laughs> spicy ginger beer then yeah, nice. yeah good deal all right well with that i guess uh all it's left to say is hail caesars hail caesars everyone good night what does that mean